All right, welcome, welcome to another episode, another podcast, another YouTube channel version. Uh, guys, what are we <laughs> Mental Matters episode. It's a thing. We're here. It's We're a thing. It's a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, you're joined. Um, and it's me, uh, Kimberly, chairperson of Psyche. So awesome to see everyone. We're joined by the wonderful, beautiful, incredible Gopano. Hi, guys. <laughs> Welcome back. I'm Gopano from TaxFM. And it's always a blast to be with you guys. Yep, yep. And um, this week, we're having a really special episode. Um, instead of speaking to our experts in the field in terms of their expertise in psychology and the issues that you guys want to hear about, we're speaking to one of you. We're speaking to someone who is a University of Pretoria student who is going through what we're all going through, but is here to speak to us today about what she's going through. And hopefully we can learn and build and, and understand each other a little bit better and, and what we're going through and relates with each other a bit more. So without further ado, introducing Adeline. Hi, uh, my name is Adeline. I'm a third and final year psychology student and I'm super excited to be here today <laughs> to speak to you. Oh, awesome. Thanks so much, Adeline. And um, thank you so much for taking the time to actually share with us and be with us today. Um, and yeah, just sharing your experiences. We're sure it's going to be awesome but Adeline what we ask every person we have on the show um, first is how are you feeling today so what are you going through where are you at right now so um, to be honest at the moment I feel a little bit stressed but also excited because I'm second semester is here and I feel a bit more prepared for the semester than the first one so it's still it's a bit more excitement and um, nerves that I felt in the first semester when lockdown hit us so I'm feeling good I'm I'm actually happy. <laughs> Personally, for me, um, like the first semester, we started off on campus and then we had to transition into online. Mm. Now we're like online. Like there's no like transition. You just have to like literally, well, you're expected to sort of know what's going on. Is that maybe why you've been stressed or are there like other reasons? Um, I think that right now at this moment, the lectures aren't really um, taking it as online. They're just like continuing. So I feel like they... It's, it's a good and bad thing because they expect us to just be in the flow of online lectures, but it's still a bit stressful because we're still not 100% used to it. It's still brand new. We're still in a different environment than actually um, being in a at university on campus. And so it's still, it's still hard, even though we're supposed to be in the flow of it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, and I think, let me actually hear you guys' take. So, you know, um, Mr. Ramaphosa announced a few days ago that we're now transitioning to level two lockdown as of midnight tonight, whatever all of that means. Um, but now there's kind of whispers and there's talk and there's rumble in the jungle about possibly us going back in quarter four uh, to campus life. How do you guys feel about that? Like if we were like asked to come back in quarter four. Is that something you guys are ready for? Okay, I'll go first. Oh, wait, do you want to go first? <laughs> um, so for me, okay, so with resident students, right? So I'm a resident student, I live in house mags and we were sent emails saying we can apply to um, go back 
to res, right? Um, and then obviously the email stated that because you're back at res, it doesn't mean that you're going to be allowed back on campus, which is a, a bit of a confusing thing, but okay, cool. And for me, I was like, actually, going back to school isn't the worst idea I could possibly think of, but I do think it's going to be very difficult to readjust. Like I'm used to being at home where I wake up, even if, you know, let's say I missed the lecture, I know, okay, it's recorded. I'll watch it later at my own time. And I've actually often found that if I watch lectures during the evening, like more absorbs into my mind. So I actually like watching lectures in the evening, like or listening to lectures in the evening. And so now I'm going to have to, come back to being a day person and I'm not I don't think I'm ready for that but um so yeah there have been like you know major moves in terms of tax rates and now they're allowing like 66 percent of the students who live at risk to come back um so yeah I don't for me personally yeah I don't know I, I, mixed emotions mixed emotions actually I agree with you um especially the point with the online lectures I really enjoy um, watching it at my own time. So like when, when I'm in bed and I'm actually chilled and I can watch it, but then I can also watch it tomorrow morning. So I feel like having that opportunity to um, watch the lectures whenever I want to and I'm comfortable, or if I even watched it and I feel like, oh, I didn't really pay a lot of attention, I can just watch it again. So that's, that's actually one of the, my favorite parts of online classes. But um, I don't know, going back, I feel like it's a bit stressful um to go back um just as it's stressful to not go back so it's a really it's a mixed it's a lot of mixed emotions at the moment to especially being third year and applying for honors the being so unstable makes it even more nervous because there's no stability it's like am i going back am i not am i gonna just finish the year? so that that makes third year even more stressful for me yeah yeah i think um the idea of waking up for a lecture is just you're like very <laughs> foreign. <laughs> I feel like it's a cruel and unusual seven. punishment. Me, I'm <laughs> seven. Wow. I've gotten into this awful habit of watching my lectures while either like I'm still in my pajamas and I'm just like having a cup of tea, or while I'm stretching. Or while I'm doing some sort of grooming. So like I'll be watching my lecture, but I'm just there with like <laughs> my eyebrow tweezer. Um, so I think the idea of waking up for a lecture just feels like torture right now. Yeah. Um, but um, Adeline, given what we've been through, so let's talk about lockdown and, and how you've been experiencing it. What did you find to be the biggest hurdle um, in lockdown ha- and have you have you, do you feel like you have overcome it to some extent or not so at the beginning of lockdown I had um, I, mean, I had to make a decision because my boyfriend stays in Randburg and my parents stay in midstream so that's quite far away so I had to decide whether I'm gonna spend it with him or with my parents so in the end I decided to spend it with him because I only expected lockdown to be three weeks so I was like ah you know, it's fine. It's going to be okay. And the three weeks, it became five weeks. And then it became a month around like two months. I think it ended. I only got home at like, I think end of June or July. I can't remember now, but it was, that was really hard for me to be, not to be able to just get in the car and go to my family or to go back to my boyfriend. You know, it's a, it's that split thing. So that was really emotionally hard for me. 
but I'm not sure if I'm if I've actually still dealt with that emotion because even now it's still you're still kind of restricted because you can't just go whenever you want to so that was one of the really biggest emotion for me and uh, yeah I think that's the yeah <laughs> do you think that um lockdown made you a lot more aware about your mental state so like your mental health and actually like putting in boundaries for yourself in terms of because I know it's something that I struggled with in terms of being like, okay, classes are from eight till four. Then after that, I need to rest. Then, you know, so there was this whole like, okay, now like you can work, 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 work. And then you forget to actually take care of yourself. So did it make you more aware of your mental state and your mental health? Yes, definitely. Because <laughs> you know, like ha- going to campus and having that routine, it's so easy. Like you go to class, you come back, you eat, you shower, you do a little self-care there and then you go and study maybe again. But now it feels like the day just runs. Some days just goes by so fast. You sleep a bit later and then you wake up, you drink coffee and it's like the day just goes by. And I feel like actually now um. I couldn't distract myself from feeling emotions because when I felt usually when I felt super stressed, I'm like, oh, you know, mm. or um, I'm feeling anxious. Let me go drink a coffee or I'm feeling distracted. Let me go to the park. You know, there's like stuff that I could have done out there, but now in lockdown, I was like in one room, like in a small apartment. So I had to like figure out how to deal with my anxiety in a different way instead of just, putting it there and dealing with it later. So that was a big challenge, but you know, it feels a bit better now. And yeah. you can, how did you feel with that? <laughs> Sorry. I'm so like absorbed into what you're saying. I'm like, <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, that it's been quite intense in terms of, um, like you're saying, the, the inability to distract yourself with what you're currently dealing with and what you're currently going through. But I think, for me, the biggest thing has been um, this act of mindfulness that we've spoken about in a previous episode and um, the self-care thing, because I think I've always been the kind of person who's very in touch with my feelings and very in tune with them, but and I've, I've tried to take care of them, but I don't think I've been very forgiving of that. So, you know, if, for instance, I have a routine in place and I have a schedule, that schedule by the end of the week will be met, come hello high water, then I might take a day off after but that schedule will still remain. And with lockdown, it's kind of been like, what schedule? Um, So I've just had to be very forgiving of like, if I don't get to it this week, I just clearly, it's, I survived. I'm still alive and I'm still at university and I'm still achieving. So clearly it wasn't as do or die as I thought it might've been. So I think I've just definitely started to see a lot of things in perspective. Um, But yeah, I think loss during lockdown has also been a, a huge help in terms of seeing things in perspective. I wonder, have you guys experienced any kind of loss, um, be it, you know, friendships, be it family, be it um, someone you know about that experienced a loss in lockdown? And, and I don't know, how have you guys dealt with that? I'm just asking because that's something I'm currently dealing with. I'll go. Um, so I, now I'm going to expose myself. But anyway, so... Oh, condolences, by the way. I hope you're okay, Kim. Um, So I broke up with my boyfriend, like, um, last month. What what are we in? August? So, like, end of 
July or something. Oh, basically, I went through a breakup, right? <laughs> and I particularly struggled, especially at the beginning or like at the like right after it happened. Like I found myself not being being tired all the time, but not being able to sleep or like like this overwhelming sense of like these are my emotions and I have to like do something with them and I found myself watching a lot of self-help videos I have like these it's three um youtubers that I always go to if I'm feeling like sad or depressed or I don't know what I'm doing with my life and one of them is Rowena Tai and she basically made a video of what to do when you're feeling sad. Literally, that is the video, what to do when you're feeling sad. And the first thing she said is sit in them, talk to your emotions, talk to, like, understand that, okay, so be like, Obano, you are sad. Why are you sad? You're sad because you lost someone or something has happened to you that um, makes you really sad and you thought, you know, it would come out differently. And what that does is sort of prevent you from, um gas is it gaslighting so like making yourself feel like oh no i'll be fine or it's really not that big of a deal because it is a big deal um i think our emotions as young people have always been suppressed we're always if you're a girl or a woman you're always told no you're strong you're emotional you're inherently emotional so you should be able to handle your emotions and you're like no i, I don't know how to like um and so with the same with guys with guys it's more of a you're a man you know emotions <laughs> that's not a thing so I think I've like learned to sit with my emotions to be like okay like I literally gave myself three days I cried every single night and now I don't cry anymore so yeah like I think it's just about sitting and understanding your emotions and journaling I think for me that has been like if I'm feeling down if I'm feeling like I cannot handle what is going on in my mind because the thoughts are just then I just journal. And after that, I feel like, oh, okay, that is real. That is a feeling. And we let it go. So, yeah, I've been rambling for quite some time. Aline. <laughs> yeah. you with the emotional thing. Because um, during lockdown, I actually, I felt so many emotions. And I never, like before, because I also started journaling actually now during lockdown and it's really helped me because you know, there's like some days you write those paragraphs but some days you just make a few bullet points saying I was feeling a little bit sad why and then you figure it out because otherwise you have all these emotions and you're feeling like you're overreacting or you're underreacting and when you're journaling it helps you to feel like to actually discover yourself to know like I actually get anxious when this happens and it's okay to be anxious but then also and maybe improve the feelings like the reactions we had the next time so it's really nice to journal that's what I've been doing because I don't know lockdown gave me just a bunch of emotions <laughs> I think yeah definitely I've, I've been finding a lot of um, peace in the act of like calligraphy which is not something that I if you know me at all it's just not <laughs> something you would ever think um but I think there's just something about, like you guys are speaking about journaling, there's something about putting pen to paper and kind of releasing that emotion and releasing that thought that I think is very consoling in a sense. Um, but yeah, I think addressing those feelings, as you mentioned, Kobano, has been a huge part of that as well. You know, I am feeling how yeah. I'm feeling and it's okay to feel how I'm feeling. 
Um, but you know, Adeline, back to you. Sorry, <laughs> kind of threw that in the silence there. Um, but thank you guys so much for sharing. Um, Adeline, you know, talk us through then. So you spoke about how you left. You were staying with your um, boyfriend for a while, and then um, you now at home. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So how is that going? You know, again, going back to maybe Gobana's previous question in terms of boundaries, but maybe in terms of family, how is that affecting you? How are your family relationships being affected by lockdown and, and you being there as a student? So um, before lockdown, I stayed in a residence. So I had that separation of student life and personal life. Because I, when I went back to, because I stayed in Hartford Studios, when I went back, it was like study, study, study. And when I came home, it's like, relax. So <laughs> now that I'm staying here, there is nothing like that. Like when I'm here, I have to figure out a schedule so that I can know when I have to study. And we're a really busy family. <laughs> there's always someone running around, there's dogs. So it's it's been a challenge to actually tell myself to leave the not I wanna I don't wanna say the fun part, but like the the family time to actually go study, to say, okay, it's it's time to focus now and not watch TV or go eat a sandwich for the fifth time today. <laughs> but um to actually tell myself to study. But it's been good. I feel like the relationships um, I'm surprised that it actually went better than expected. Like we, in the beginning, it was a bit hard to like found the boundaries to tell each other, okay, we, I can't socialize now. I have to focus, but um, it's actually been quite well. Like we figured out to leave, give each other more space because since we can't go out to actually um, be a bit with ourselves and because I love to go to coffee shops. Like that's my favorite thing ever. I will just go. Same. Uh, <laughs> like it was, I miss it so much because when I feel a bit overwhelmed I just go to a coffee shop I do something by myself yeah. whether it's journaling or just reading something for anthropology or summarizing a chapter in psychology it's just it was my favorite thing ever so now I have to do it at home so I have to just be like okay I have to focus now so that's been a yeah. I feel like we're all respecting each other's space because that's really important. Because since we're in each other's space the whole time, you need to be like, okay, I need space. And they shouldn't be offended by that, which actually they haven't been. So that's really great. Now to go, I think, to the extreme, the other extreme, the people that you don't get to see every day or you've been seeing less of, which is like your friends, um, obviously now when you're at home, your boyfriend and so forth. How was navigating doing stuff with your friends online, like virtual, like coffee dates or just a catch up or because I found it very difficult because I'm an extrovert. I love going out. I love being in the streets. I love going to music festivals. I love, you know, I love, like you said, going out for coffee. One of my favorite things ever. Um, so, because I just love coffee and tea. But, you know, like there's this now complete extreme where you could go next door and be like yo let's go out let's go do this and I was like hey friend how are you da, 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 da. so how have you sort of navigated also finding time to be a social human being with your friends 
I don't know if I'm the only one, but in the beginning of lockdown, I think like the first, like the extreme lockdown, like the first five weeks, I felt like everyone was so social. Like the the groups on, like my friends on the groups, we were chatting, sharing. I video called a lot of people. We did online gaming, like we played games. And I felt like it was, I was like, yeah, this is cool. This is working. And I feel like in month, like when was it? I think after like two months, I felt like everyone just... Like people stopped chatting, the video calling became short. I feel like people got tired and that's actually so sad for me because now I feel like it's it takes so much effort to try and connect with people by now. I don't know if it's just me because like in the beginning it was easy, surprisingly, because people were like, yeah, let's video call, let's do this. And they were chatting, but I, I can see like my friends, especially they got tired, like this whole... I think, I don't know if they're emotionally drained or just life gets busy, obviously, but um, it was just, it's hard now to actually connect with people. So I, I don't know what to, like how to improve that. Cause I yeah. think people are tired, I guess. Cause they just yeah. want, cause in the beginning, everyone was like motivated, like, yeah, we're going to get through this. And I feel like they need a reminder that it's still going to be okay. <laughs> you know, That's it feels like it's really long, but be okay <laughs> yeah like i just i don't know like I, I completely shut off from literally the world like i'd maybe get you know one or two calls a week and now i probably video call my friends like like i schedule video calls like i literally send them google invites that's <laughs> that's what we're doing right now but um it's sort of been like i think for me it was okay i need to figure out my flow first because when we actually went into lockdown in my head, I was like, this is going to be here for a very long time. Like, I was like, this is, I, yeah. I mentally prepared myself for an extended amount of time being at home. Um, even though I was hoping that I wouldn't have to be, but um, I did. And so I was still trying to figure it out. And I didn't want to bring all my friends into this mess that I was. So I was like, guys, I love you, but whoa. And eventually, like, we all sort of found our grooves, like our individual grooves. And now our individual groups are like grooves are coming together and we're more social. Um, we talk a lot more. So I think for me, it was the opposite of you. But I guess that's, you know, how we all sort of have navigated, like we all have navigated lockdown quite differently and in different ways. So not surprising. Kim, how about you? Yeah, Mm -mm. I'm I'm a mess. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm exaggerating. Um, No, no, I think being um, an ambivert, I, I tend to come in and out of being extroverted and introverted um, and what lockdown meant was having to refine and recalibrate my in and outness so in society like pre-covid I wasn't on social media um, and you but you had my cell phone number so if you wanted to meet up with me I was a one-on-one person let's do coffee I will spend the next two hours catching up with you type of thing um but I, I was very strategic, you know, I only saw people on a Tuesday, Wednesday, or sometimes a Monday, but I won't see a person on a Friday. And, you know, so I had this whole rhythm to wow. my life. <laughs> okay. Wow. No, Fridays were for my me. Life. <laughs> Fridays were absolutely for me. Um, and I was quite selfish about it. Um, and then Mondays as well were my recharge, get the week started type of thing. 
Um, so I tried to avoid seeing people, but I would do meetings on a Monday. So I had this whole strategy to live my life um, ambivertedly. And then lockdown happened, obviously, and the introverts in me automatically secluded myself. So I was like, oh, yay. Um, <laughs> I don't need to make excuses why I can't see you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> Just text <Yeah>. me. <laughs> so I was really excited, to be honest, at the beginning of lockdown. It was a great time to recharge, to, to also spend time with um, my loved ones that I hadn't seen in a long time because I was so busy. Um, but it also brought out the bad parts of being introverted, which was kind of, you know, the seclusion, because now you're not seeing people every day, kind of meant that I was like completely isolating myself. So at some point, I had to start like, giving myself a kick in the butt and being like, Kim, just, just message someone and ask them if they just want to video chat for the next 30 minutes, which is not mm-hmm. something I'm used to. So, yeah, I, I think I'm kind of in between you guys in that it's always, a, it depends on the week and it depends on the um, emotion at the time and how willing I am to, to broach social media, which is always an interesting battle for me. I just want to say something that you said with including yourself and just, I think that was me as well. Like, I found it really difficult because I get, like, I vibe from your the, like if you're happy and I get that then I'm woo but over a video call it's really hard to like you can't yeah. if, it's just hard to get the emotions out of someone else so that was really difficult for me so I actually after like six weeks I also had to tell myself to like keep checking up on people because I started just to like watch Netflix and eat and study <laughs> so I also a lot of friendships they were kind of not breaking obviously but it was just not that um frequent communication so um, I had to in that extra effort because you can't just because what I used to do is you walk to campus you walk into a friend and you're like hey and you quickly chat and or you go to class and you sit next to your friend and it's like a quick you know you just chatting and life goes on but now there's nothing like that you have to mm, go yeah. the aisle to check up on people and you also um have to respect people's like boundaries because like for me i love video chatting but um i can't do it every single day like i love chatting yeah. with but like different because if you walk into someone it's not that emotionally draining than actually sitting in a video chat speaking speaking you know what i mean it's yeah. it's do everything virtually than just bumping into someone or you know yeah I think my final question for you um Adeline and and then I'll yield the floor to Kobana um (laughs) what what would you say is your biggest tip as an undergraduate tax student um what is your biggest tip for let's say we have to do the rest of the year online um how to be a successful student and this is you know, just anything that you've picked up, anything that you've implemented that you see works for you? One of the, like you said, actually, that really stick with me is to be forgiving, to not be so harsh on yourself. So my biggest tip will be to obviously get your schedule and figure out um, in advance what um, like tests or assignments you have to do so that you don't forget it. Because I feel like time just goes by so fast now. So have a schedule. That's my tip. So try and write down everything you need to do and you still have to do, whether that be academically or in your personal life. Just have it all written down. And when you miss something, hopefully not a test, <laughs> when you <laughs> miss 
simple little thing. Be forgiving. Just see, okay, it wasn't that important, but let's move it on to a time where I'm actually emotionally or, you know, ready to tackle the challenge. So I actually really liked what you said that stuck with me to just be forgiving to yourself and not too harsh. Cause if you're harsh, you're just going to keep digging your own hole and you're going to feel even more sad and more um, mean. And you're not, in the end, you're not going to be able to do the task if you're mentally um, drained. So just be forgiving and try and get it done. <laughs> yeah. I think that's actually the perfect note to end um, today's episode on a very forgiving, a very, uplifting um vibe thank you so much adeline for sparing some time out of your schedule to talk to us today um it's always really amazing to you know speak to someone who's also in final year because i am as well and i'm just like i don't know what's going on <laughs> um, so i know we're all stressing about those honest applications also get them in guys um my lecturer always said it's better to decline than to miss a deadline. So make sure that you get those in um, for all the people that are going to postgrad next year. But from us, we hope that you enjoyed the episode and that you've learned something um, and that you can relate to, you know, how we're feeling and how we've also just been processing the whole lockdown thing. We're obviously going to be back next week with another episode. Um, so yeah, and if you haven't, catch up on the other ones. Yeah, like, come on, do this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So that's it from me, Kim Psyche. Thank you so much. Thanks, Adeline, for joining us. Thanks, Kobana, for um, being here as usual, your awesome self. Oh. And yeah. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.